sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You're listening to Transform Squadron, the podcast of zonebase.org. My name is Rob, and this is the October 2019 edition of the show. If you've guessed from reading the the blog at www.zonebase.org and listening to this podcast that comes out once a month, you've probably guessed that I'm going to talk about Halloween here in October, and you're right. You know, it's it, I, I celebrate it seem I seemingly celebrate Halloween for half the year. But uh this being October is the big month of it. And I'm going to. But before I get to that, I do have a few other things to talk about. First is a little bit of sadness that happened a few weeks ago. I've talked about him here before. My beloved beta fish Bert. Well, Bert passed away. It was very sad for me. I don't want to go too much detail on it. But uh, Bert was a fish. They don't, they have, you know, short lifespans. A beta supposedly could last up to a few years. I think I've heard up to four or five years with good luck. And I have no clue how old he was when I got him. But we had him for about a year. And, uh, you know, he got sick. We tried to get him some medicine to see if we could help. And a couple of days later, you know, he, you know, he had passed away. And boy, I was sad. <laughs> However, as it is with pets, I did get a new beta. And our new beta's name is Zero. He's, uh, while Bert was, you know, it's funny, as much as I loved Bert, I could never remember what type of beta he was. He was just blue and he was Bert, you know, it, it just fit, you know. This one is a butterfly beta. And he's, he's a mixture of white and blue with some black. And I named him Zero because he just looked like a ghost to me. So there he is, and he swims, he just looks like he's floating. So Zero just seemed to fit the bill. So Zero's fitting in here at home. In fact, I just watched him blue blur around just there. And, uh, you know, we're doing what you do. You move on with life. You love your pets, and you don't want to see them go. And it's just kind of part of owning one, I guess. I will definitely miss you, Bert. So moving on from that moment of sadness... I froze just a minute. I'm sorry. It was announced last month that Ranger Pop and Stop will happen again uh, this summer here in Atlanta. Ranger Stop, excuse me, Ranger Stop and Pop is the Atlanta edition of the convention Ranger Stop. In fact, the annual Ranger Stop will happen in November in, in Orlando. Um, that's a Power Rangers convention held and organized by Power Rangers actors. Uh, Karen Ashley, uh, Nakia, Nakia DeBose, I'm saying her name wrong, I'm sorry. And I think Catherine Sullivan, I think they're the ones that run it. Um, I know they have help or whatever. 
But several older Power Ranger actors essentially organize this convention, and it happens every year in Orlando. Well, last year, of course, was the first Atlanta um, version of the show, a second convention in summer. And they called it Ranger Pop and I mean Ranger Stop and Pop just to make it a little different than regular Ranger Stop by giving it a little uh, a little freedom to have a little more extra uh, pop culture stuff in there. You know, kind of be like a half Power Ranger convention, half uh, Pop Con. You know, and you know I've never been to regular Ranger Stop in Atlanta, in Orlando. Excuse me. Norver, I've never been to an, another Power Ranger convention like the one that happens out in California every so often or whatever. But going to Ranger Stop uh, this past June, it was a good time. It was a lot like going to an anime con, in all honesty. Just uh, with a focus on toku as opposed to, you know, straight up anime. Um, As far as pop culture stuff, I didn't see a whole lot of that. I mean... There was one booth selling Disney stuff, which my wife parked at because she's a, a Disney pin collector, and they had just tons of them, both official and the uh, fantasy, fantasy Disney pins, which are unofficial uh, ones, and she just kind of parked herself there and bought quite a bit of them. Had a Lego booth, uh, some Lego hobbyists, and they were a. Uh, YouTubers of some sort, and they were putting on a live stream at one point during the convention. Some video gaming went on, some gaming competitions. I know they had a the Friday night there, a straight-up Mortal Kombat competition for the newest Mortal Kombat game. In fact, I walked by, they had like a table set up where some guys were going at it. And we're not talking about, they didn't just have PlayStation controllers. You know, they had those uh big fighting sticks that those serious fighting guys, fighting game guys use. So whoever was organizer gaming was, I guess, pretty legit. You know, I'm a gamer, but I love a good gamepad, so I don't keep up with the fighting game sticks or whatever. And when I play fighting games, I'm pretty casual about it. I don't, uh, I don't invest in these things or whatever. The the gamepads just fine with me. So I don't know, but it was a really good convention, a really fun time. You know, I talked about it there on a. Uh, on zone base back in June, if you want to go to the site and you just go into the search thing and type Ranger stop and it'll, I'm sure it'll come up in one of the results or, uh, I think there's an archive thing there. I I've moved it a few times, but the little archive thing, you just like June, 2018, it's, it's there, you know, but I had a good time and I'm looking forward to going again. And when it gets closer to the convention, they'll announce guests, but you can pretty much be sure like the same handful will be there. Because they run the show. And then after that, it's going to be kind of a surprise. Last year, you know, they had both. I'm forgetting his name now, but he played Jason, the original Red Ranger in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. He was there Friday. And then Saturday, Jason David Frank, who was Tommy, was there. And it was neat going to that uh, Tommy panel. I went to uh, two panels there. They had one with just Ranger actors putting on a panel. And then after that one, and they let us stay in the panel room if we were already there for the Jason David Frank one. And that place went from being about three quarters full to standing room only in like one minute. I just stayed in my seat and it was just like crazy. And he walked in and it was just like loud. 
and people were just chanting JDF a lot, which was really funny. Except for one point when I started chanting AEW, the wrestling company, which was, of course, when someone asked me if he'd ever go into professional wrestling and everyone started chanting that because well, that would be the best place for a uh, Power Rangers actor. But it was pretty funny. It was a good time. I'm looking forward to going again. I'll do a, a one day like I did last year or this past year. You know, I go to Toylanta the entire weekend and... When I would go to a BotCon or TFCon or whatever, I'd do the entire weekend. Um, this one, going Saturday is just right. And that's not to the detriment of the con itself. It just works out better for me just the one day. I like to, I'll go that go to work that Friday, get off a little early, come home, get a little sleep. Get up there. You know, the con was only like, man, not uh, 30 minutes away. So I just drove up there, park. I didn't like the parking. That's not their fault. That's just the hotel way it's set up. And, you know, go, go to the con, enjoy myself. Think I left like four or five, you know, good time, but just enough time. I, I had just enough amount of fun. I know some people stayed the whole weekend. They had uh, all sorts of dance parties or uh, raves or whatever. That's how cool I am. I called it a dance party, but you know, they, they made a thing of it the whole weekend. They had a DJ there doing live music the entire con so for those who were going the whole weekend you know i'm sure they had a great time for me it was just right for saturday i'm gonna do that again hopefully some of the uh, beast morphers cast will be there that i'm really enjoying that show a whole lot it's it's back after its mid-season break and they already announced that for its season two it'll still just be called beast morphers instead of super beast morphers which is a uh Power Rangers thing that they've been doing since the show returned on Nickelodeon, or I mean, since it came to uh, Nickelodeon, the second season would be always super. I didn't really mind it. I just have to update my DVR because it thinks it's a different show. But I really, I really enjoy that show. Moving on from that, New York Comic Con was this past weekend. New York Comic Con, in all honesty, always kind of seems like the sequel to uh, San Diego Comic Con that like. Not really a sequel, just like, okay, you know how earlier this year Avengers Endgame came out? The entire planet apparently saw it. Well, a couple of months later, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home came out, and it was kind of like, even though it was a Spider-Man movie, its own thing, it was kind of like the follow-up to uh, Far From Home, and I'm excuse me, kind of like the follow-up to Endgame, and like everyone had to tune in there too, you know. That's almost what New York Comic Con seems like. It's a different convention, but it's almost like the follow-up to San Diego Comic Con to me. Like, all this stuff happened here at San Diego Comic Con. A couple months later, you better tune in to New York and see what happens after. And, you know, we get all these product reveals and all that at San Diego Comic Con. And then, well, here's the rest of it, you know. Hasbro showed off the new... uh Transformers line of what's replacing uh, Siege. And I know you've probably done heard about this a billion times by now. But I'm just going to talk about it a little bit because I quite love Siege. Quite a lot. Uh, I've mentioned that here before. And it's follow-up Earthrise. That's a that's a hard name to say. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate the name or anything, but that's just sort of a... It, after Siege, I would expect something like Rage... Or something. 
I mean, nothing's wrong with Earthrise. It just kind of doesn't flow as well as Siege did. You know, Siege. Transformers, The War for Cybertron. Siege. You know, this is Transformers, The War for Cybertron. Earthrise. Huh? <laughs> is muffins involved? Maybe some coffee? But um, all jokes aside, obviously, The War for Cybertron, of course, is, even though they're using the same name as the old video game, it's a trilogy based on the, of course, Transformers Der, but Siege was, a, was supposed to be uh, them on Cybertron before Earth, as Earthrise would let you lead you to believe they're now on Earth. So you got Siege-style toys, but with Earth modes. And uh, some of the toys that were for Siege, like Astro Train and stuff, are going to get released in Earthrise, and they're saying sort of like a transition figure. And that works out because, I mean, Astro Chain you know, still, tur still turned into a spaceship on Earth, you know. <laughs> and then, like, Ape Face, you know, yeah. He, what was he in disguise from? Here he was just walking around. But you got things like, of course, you got in the new Optimus Prime, and he turns into your standard G1 Optimus. And he looks great. He almost looks like a miniature masterpiece. I say almost just because when you say, when you compare anything to a masterpiece, those masterpiece guys come out. Well, does his pinky finger move? That's not Masterpiece, though, is it? You know, so I'm just like, you know, simmer down there, Hoss. It's not that serious. But, I mean, he almost looks uh, comparable, like a much nicer figure. Siege figures felt more like premium toys to me than, than lines before it. And this is going along that route. Like, I'm... You know, I've bought my share of masterpieces. I'm not crapping on them. But I'm much more impressed when a standard retail toy looks like a premium figure than when a premium figure looks like a premium figure. If that makes any more, if that makes any sense, it's like, you know, I buy a masterpiece. Yeah, I bought a nice figure. I expect it to be nice. It better be nice, you know. Costs like a damn hundred, two hundred dollars. But if I buy, um, I'm still laughing because, you know, deluxes are $20 now. You know, it wasn't that long ago they were, what, 15, 12, 10, 7, you know. Times changes, uh, prices change, just kind of part of things. But if I go buy, um, yeah, if I buy, say, um, Red Alert from Siege, he, he, wow, I feel that's a really nice toy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm really impressed holding him. So, seeing that quality going forward, well, that's a good thing. Um, you know, you see a handful of naysayers, naysay. They always come out, whatever the new Transformers line, and they crap all over it. And then they want you to buy them, the new toys, and donate to them. And they'll tell you what you're allowed to think and all this sort of negative stuff that comes out from a lot of these places. And You'll, then you'll see some people just crap all over it. And somehow all the people that crap all over these things are the first to get it. And I, I don't know. I, I, genu I, I genuinely like these things. I really like Siege. Even when Hasbro wasn't looking, I like Siege. And <laughs> they never look at me. And um, I really like Earthrise. I like the way this is going. I'm wondering what will follow Earthrise. I, I kind of just almost said Earthrise wrong, and I'm like, what What was that came out of my, my mouth? Earthrise? <laughs> but, um, 
I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. So I, I know a lot of people didn't like the uh, sort of battle damage decos on Siege Toys. And that's fair enough to me. That was a fair enough point. You didn't like it, you didn't like it, you know. Um, it doesn't look like they've uh, continued that with uh, Earthrise. Boy, that's a hard... <laughs> Siege Earthrise. You know, that name is... I don't hate it, but it's kind of... Just have seen as natural to say, you know. It doesn't seem like they've uh, followed that up on these newer figures, so those guys should be happy. It never really bothered me too much. In fact, I kind of thought it was neat. You know what I mean? They're, they're fighting a war, they're all beat up. You know, I thought it was cool looking. But each his own, you know, you... Look, I'm a 41-year-old man. I'm not about to argue with someone about an action figure. <laughs> I wasn't willing to do it when I was 21. I'm not willing to do it now. Um, so if you don't like it, fair enough. But if you do, hey, high five, I do too. You know, uh, Cyberverse, I've mentioned it here before. I quite like the show. Enjoy the toys for what they are. Enjoy the toys. Like I said, they make me think of older robot toys. Well, they've uh, showed some uh, more standard deluxes coming out from uh, Cyberverse based on those designs. So for those of you who like the Cyberverse stuff but don't want to buy the toys, well, here you go. I'm kind of tempted to also. They have a, uh, the first batch of figures have a Build-A-Figure where you can build McAdam. And that's really cool, having a, an official toy of McAdam, um, the proprietor of McAdam's bar on Cybertron. I don't think there's ever really been one. Although, I'm, I'm going to tell you something funny. Um, for the longest, I thought his name was Macadam, like Macadamia Nut. Because sometimes I just read words wrong. I might... I know, I know, I know, I know being human is not allowed on the internet and making minor mistakes. It's just a capital crime, like accidentally doing a typo and not fixing it or something. And saying a name wrong is high heresy. I've got a life. Deal with it. Um, but I used to say Macadam. I'm, I'm saying it right now. Macadame, because it just looked like that to me. I, I just glanced over, it looked like Macadame to me. So I'd always say Macadame, Macadame. And then at one point I heard Macadam, and I'm like, ah, that makes more sense. Where did I get Macadame from? You know, it's just, it's it's funny to me now. Like every time I've seen that, I'm still like, yeah, Macadame's got a new toy coming. His name's Macadam, you dumbass. <laughs> Another thing showed off at San Diego Comic Con was Bondi. Well, let me let me scale back a little. Uh, the Godzilla booth. They had a uh, you know a selection of Godzilla stuff coming out, and included with that was some previews of Bondi's toys coming out in the next year. Bondi has these great um, Sofubi toys of Godzilla characters. They've been doing it forever, and I almost said Sabafu again, like I did last year when I was talking about soft vinyl toys. Almost for a good 10 minutes, I kept saying Sabafu and almost said it again. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself for getting names wrong. Although I will say I realized a week ago why I keep saying Sabafu instead of Sofubi. And that's because some people say Sob instead of Soap for the, you know, soft vinyl SOB part. And for some reason I've always got that screwed up. And that's probably also why I was never corrected because they're like, yeah, that's it. Close enough. You know, no one cared, you know. S some fandoms just aren't that tightly wound about things, and that was okay with them. Because, <laughs> you know, you're saying soft. So, 
Get it? So anyway, that's like a year ago. I'm correcting this mistake still. <laughs> but um, that, that's what that's what being on the internet will do for you. Dealing with uh, stuff like this. You almost get PSTD about the my, have making minor mistakes because you're like, you know, whoops. Oh, someone will come. It'll be 10 years later. Someone's coming out of the woods. You know, you said, I know. Yeah, I, I know. I, I made a minor mistake that caused no problem whatsoever. Yeah, got it. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. And then you then you got to apologize for apologizing. <laughs> that That's what it's like doing stuff on the internet. You, sometimes you... You either do perfect all the time or you're a pariah because you fell down at a convention or something. I'm joking, of course. But um, Bondi has, and I know it's Bandai, but I've heard some people say Bondi and it stuck with me too. They're, uh, they've, uh, they're, let's see. They had started selling last year their figures in Walmart stores, as well as GameStops and maybe some other places carry them. I don't see them at Target, unfortunately. Well, those figures there, you know, have more coming out over the next year. And judging by, you know, no, I didn't really see a straight up zoom up on the figures. I just caught where someone took a picture and there it was in the background. It looks like they've got Kong in those figures. So I don't know if... Um, the company that made the toys for the past two Godzilla movies, American Godzilla movies, the legendary ones for, from 2014. And of course this past year with King of Monsters, I don't know if those guys are making figures for the Kong versus Godzilla movie coming out next year. I don't know. I don't know that maybe they are, you know, for Kong Skull Island, Lenard made the toys and they made some great figures. That Kong was great. And, um, who is it that made these guys? It, was, it wasn't Jazzwares. I keep saying Jazzwares. But, um, the guys that made the, the ones for the past two Godzilla movies, they're great. You can still go to, you know, Walmart right now and get some of those great Godzilla figures they've made for King of Monsters. They're wonderful. But if Bondi is making the ones for Kong versus Godzilla, I'm all in because I already buy quite a bit of their. Godzilla vinyl toys as is. I was grateful for them to sell them at Walmart. It makes it easier for me to get them. As well as they've got um, the Godzilla 65th anniversary line, which is, I bought one the other day at Walgreens. They're at Target. They're smaller figures about, I'm holding it up with my finger to try to figure out how big. Three inches maybe, about three inches tall. However inches wide, you know, many vinyl figures of the monsters for the 65th anniversary line. It comes in little red boxes. They're not blind box. You know what you're getting clearly there. The picture of the characters on the front of the box and the name and everything. I bought Rodan the other day. And, um, this series is pretty cool. They got a couple different versions of Godzilla. It's like Godzilla earth. They got Shin. I think they got the baby Shin. They got one from, uh, 88 from, uh, I think, I think that would be Godzilla versus Biolante. I think there's another Godzilla in there, but they got Hedora. Of course, Rodan, like I just said. They got a Mecha Godzilla. It's the Kiru version from the Millennium era, which is like probably my favorite version of Mecha Godzilla. So I'm definitely excited to get that. That's a cool little series they have. Like I said, you, 
People have been finding them at Target. I haven't found them at Target yet, but I did get one at Walgreens. So it seems like wherever they're selling those Gundam Universe figures, they're selling these as well. They're both Bondi. Bluefin is uh, helping distribute them. So wherever those sold, the other one seems to be sold. So those are really those are really cool. And these larger, more traditional uh, vinyl figures of the Godzilla characters, they've been selling already at Walmarts and stuff. Um, looks like they're continuing that next year with more versions of Godzilla and stuff. Uh, they show, you know, I, the picture was just zoomed. I didn't really get a good look at it. But there was a, uh, of course, another version of Godzilla. And then clear as day, Kong. Not King Kong, Kong. Because King Kong is universal. Kong is public domain. <laughs> and Kong Skull Island is not King Kong Skull Island. <laughs> and it just said Kong. And I'm hoping... I'm hoping uh, they do different versions of Kong in this line, not just this cool MonsterVerse version, but like I'd love to see from like King Kong, King Kong escapes that Kong and um, Mechani Kong stuff like that. You know, that'd be that'd be great. Maybe, uh, of course, I'd love the classic '30s version. Or uh, I'm kind of biting my lip on the Peter Jackson one. The movie was fine. You know, the way they handled King Kong himself in the dinosaur scenes was fine. It's just, man, that was long, wasn't it? It, it seemed like they, well, it was like a good hour till he got to King Kong himself, you know? So I'm not crapping on the movie. It's just not my favorite King Kong movie. Um, A lot of people crap on the 70s King Kong, but that one was a pretty good one. I really like that 80s one, the uh, King Kong. Um, is it King Kong Escapes, the sequel to the 70s one where he, Linda Hamilton is chasing him down where he escapes where they gave him a heart transplant. Silly and hokey, you know, not the best movie in the world, but I've always enjoyed it. It'd be cool to have a representation of him from there with the with the Lady Kong and his little baby and all that. That'd be great. But either way, I'm happy to see that line continue and them adding in more monsters like Kong. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, I can't believe I forgot who's been making these ones I've been buying lately. Hopefully those guys still make for the MonsterVerse. Because I'd like to see... <coughs> Pardon me. I'd like to see more of these minifigures they've been making. They made sets from the uh, 14 Godzilla, which was just a basic Godzilla and a city with jets and all that. And some Mudos. And then for this movie, they made the little sets. would be like a two-pack of uh, Godzilla and whichever monster he was fighting... I'd like to see more of those like him and Kong. That'd be great. So hopefully they make them still too. Hopefully, although if Bondi's got it, I'm not going to complain. I, I really like their vinyl figures. Well, guys, it's October. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I celebrate Halloween all the year long. But the past couple of months, I started in August as usual. The site changes over into a Halloween slash robot site you know it, it goes from robots monsters and this adventure to robots monsters misadventure halloween <laughs> since yeah, starting uh august and now it's october it's the beginning of october and you know it's all in high gear and you know last month i talked about the friday the 13th crossover thing because i thought that was fun this month i'm gonna Go a different route. I'm going to talk about my favorite Halloween special of all the times. And that would be a movie. 
I'm calling it a movie, even though it's not. Although I guess technically it's a short movie. It's called the hot. Hold on one second. Pardon me. I um, for some reason my throat was just getting super dry, and I wanted to take a second to drink uh my Hawaiian punch and just give my voice a second. Um, my favorite Halloween special ever, and that would be called the Halloween that almost wasn't. Um. This the show came out in 1979. I was a baby, so I don't I don't really remember ever watching it on TV when it first came out because I was a baby. However, they showed it like on Disney Channel every year, pretty much my entire childhood. And when I say every year, as in Disney, um, for my childhood, did the Halloween programming thing. Where they just flooded the station with old Halloween specials mixed in with their own Halloween stuff and all that. And it was just super, super awesome. And they would show the crap out of it there. And um, the movie, the same movie still, the show was released on video as The Night Dracula Saved the World for whatever reason. I thought that was a more recent thing. Like, because I thought, you know, I just, I thought it was a more recent thing. But then I looked back and saw that it was actually. Going all the way back to the VHS era, I saw, I saw VHS tapes of it with that logo. So I don't know why they did that. It might be just a um, some odd contractual thing, like odd legalese, which just kind of is what it is with these things, you know. I uh, I don't work in legalese, so I, I don't know exactly everything that goes into it, but it probably just had to be like the Halloween that almost wasn't was strictly licensed for tv use so to release some video they had to come up with another name or whatever but it's a live action special and it is the most classic halloween thing ever judd hirsch um if you're like me you know him as david's dad in independence day but he's been on you know tons of tv stuff i i knew him from dear john it was a sitcom I guess late 80s, early 90s. That was way too young to watch, but I watched and didn't get any of the jokes. He he was on that. Yeah, I think he was on Taxi, too. I never watched Taxi, so I can't tell you anything about that. But he was on Taxi. Just, you know, well-known actor. Well, he plays Dracula. And I hear you. You just It doesn't register that guy playing Dracula. But he is straight up doing a perfect Dracula. Like, he looks like Bela Lugosi and everything. Like... The low budget of the production shows a little because they, because even though he's got a great Dracula outfit on, he's got the widow's peak painted on. Like, you know, you would get you get your uh, Halloween makeup kit, and you get the one that says Dracula, and it comes with white face paint and color to make your eyes all eye shadowy and stuff, and the black crayon to draw a widow's peak on. <laughs> They did that. They get his widow peak is makeup, and very clearly so. Um, but that kind of adds to the charm of it. The low low budget nature of it adds to the charm of it because it's just you know all, as great as Halloween is, it's always just a touch ratchet with the costumes. You know, you, you you see there's a kid dressed up as Optimus Prime walking down the street with those reflective state reflective stickers taped all over his outfit so cars don't hit him you know i mean there's there's always just a slight ratchetness that comes with halloween costumes and and he and this that kind of goes along with this uh, special so much well judd hirsch's dracula 
And I think the actor's name is Henry Gibson plays Igor. Who's of course, Dracula's personal assistant. <laughs> um, he's this, he's your standard hunchbacked Igor, Henry Gibson. Uh, he's another actor. that has been in a million things you've seen, but you never remember his name. Most notably, um, if you ever watched the original blues brothers, he's the guy who head up the Nazi group with the group of Nazis that were chasing them. That was him. Or if you've seen the burbs, the weird neighbors across the street, he was the main guy. Like there was the grandfather, the weird redneck kid. And then the main guy did all the talking. Well, that's him. Well, he plays Igor in this and it is absolutely hilarious. It's a comedy. It's not meant to be scary. A bunch of other odd actors play other monsters. Um, I'm about to butcher her name. Marriott, Marianne Hartley plays the witch. I think her name is Wendy the witch. I say, I think because they just call refer to his witch the whole time. So I think her name is supposed to be Wendy the witch. Um, she was a TV actor, pretty well known. In fact, I think if I recall right, she actually, uh, formed a suicide prevention home or whatever. Let me, let me hold on one second. Let me research that real quick. I was, I had the name wrong. She was actually the founder of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So good on, good on Marianne. Um, outside of that, I don't really know much about her. I'm sure she's been on TV shows I've watched or old movies or whatever. She's just a little before my time. Other odd TV actors played other monsters. I believe the guy's name is Jack Riley. He played the Wolfman or excuse me, the werewolf. They, you know, they kind of skimped around these trademark names. Jack Riley was a TV actor. He, um, if you're around my age or a little younger, you know him as Stu Pickles from Rugrats, that he did the voice. Just kind of odd TV parts. The other guys, I can't tell you what they played on. I just don't know. But you had a Frankenstein's monster who they played up. This movie didn't come out that long. Movie, good. There we go again. 79, it wasn't that long after Young Frankenstein, so they played up the tap dancing angle. And Frank, and Frankenstein's monster likes to tap dance now, but he's not very good at it, so he knocks stuff over. You know, there's a mummy played by somebody. Um, it's clearly somebody wrapped up in ace bandages, and they barely left him holes to see, to walk. I say that because he falls a few times. <laughs> One time's clearly a pratfall meant for comedy. But there's a scene where the monsters are walking and it's in the moonlight. And it almost looks great. Like, it almost looks like it could be passed off as a scary scene from a horror movie. And he just falls. <laughs> he, he is not... It is, that guy probably broke a bone or two because he clearly cannot see where he's going. And um, another one is Zanzibar the Mummy. He's supposed to be the king of the mummies. And he is... He's not a George Romero-style zombie. He's a... Uh, old school Haitian voodoo style zombie, meaning he's, you know, enslaved and, you know, works for a voodoo or mad, voodoo priestess or a mad scientist or whatever. And he's got this great black robe on and it's kind of, they, 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 they bill him from tropical Haiti, but he kind of looks like he just walked out of old world Romania or something with this great old outfit on. And he's walking the entire movie with his hand stretched out directly in front of him like a zombie uh zombie you know walk even so much there's a scene where they're watching tv and he's standing looking to looking at the tv from the side and his hands are still stretched out in front of him this movie's ridiculous um 
like I said, it's a comedy. It's only about 30 minutes. You could easily find it on YouTube. You could just search up the Halloween that almost wasn't or the night Dracula saved the world. It's the same show, either whatever title you search. And I guarantee no matter which one you search, the other one's going to pop up. Um, be it someone has their copy they taped off a of Disney Channel. I still got the VHS laying around where I copied it and a couple other Halloween specials. I still have them around, even though the tape probably doesn't work anymore. And I'm not sure. If, yeah, I got a VCR. Yeah, yeah, I do. I got a VCR renter somewhere. Not digging it up, though. You just grab my TV remote and pull up YouTube in one second. I'm not doing that. But uh, probably people making copies off of various home video releases as Dracula Saves the World. If you look, see the Wikipedia page, it says it was never released on DVD, but I swear I saw it on DVD. Like, uh, you know, if you go on Target every Halloween, they got the little end cap of Halloween specials. I swear I saw it on there. I could totally be wrong, mind you, but I swear I saw it sitting there. I should have bought that. But, um, it starts off, it's, it takes place entirely in Transylvania. Very clearly, they have two sets that they use over and over, but it's the night before Halloween, and Igor's watching the news, and he's got a bowl of popcorn, and when I was a kid, my mom and dad thought that was the funniest thing in the world, was him eating popcorn. I don't know why. And he's eating popcorn, and Dracula sneaks up on him and scares him. They see on the news where, where rumors starting where Halloween's been canceled. And there's some kids, it just shoots back to these kids getting ready for Halloween in a house somewhere in Romania. They're putting on their Halloween costume like a good day before Halloween. So you think they're going to be super elaborate costumes, you know, spoiler, they're not. And the dad's carving the pumpkin and they're all like, no more Halloween. And they kind of go over a brief history of Halloween it's a very greeting card version of the history of Halloween. Not exactly accurate, but just enough to be like, yeah, well, back in then, that's why we used jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, come on, kids. The dad, like, whacks the jack-o'-lantern with the knife he's using to carve it. He's using, like, a butter knife. I don't know how he... <laughs> I don't know how he did that. I, I use all these different carving tools, and sometimes you still need just to go get the butcher knife and, like, a hammer to get that thing going, you know? But, um... You know, Dracula's enraged, and he calls a meeting of all the monsters to see what's going on, who started this rumor. And then for the meeting of the monsters, Igor is introducing each one of them. And the low-budgetness of this just shows through, because you can see the wolfman standing behind the door he's about to come out, clearly waiting for him to tell him, okay, go. And he introduces him, and he walks out, and he just looks like a guy with a beard. Like, he just looks like your Uncle Frank who uh, shows up at odd family reunions for the free food and just kind of vanishes without saying anything. He doesn't really look like a werewolf very much, but, you know, like I said, it's really low budget. And he comes up and he just, from and he's supposed to be paranoid. He's like a real uh, paranoid werewolf, and he keeps getting all worked up. And he's like, from Budapest, the wolfman. He goes, hi. <laughs> and he starts freaking out. It's silly, you know, it's meant for kids, of course, but it's, it'll, it cracks me up still to this day. I'm pretty sure it'll... You'll find it funny too. And he introduced Frankenstein and he asked him if he's seen any new, has any new dance moves and he puts on a little dance number and he knocks over a statue. And of course he introduces the mummy and the, the zombie and they just kind of shuffle by. 
The best part about the zombie is, like I said, you know, he's always walking with his arms outstretched directly in front of him. And he's got the straight, ah, look on his face. <laughs> and he just goes, from tropical Haiti, Zanzibar, the zombie king. And he just walks right past him without stopping. And he goes, oh, the ball. <laughs> it's so funny. And they're having their meeting. And, the, and he introduces the witch. And she's like, yeah, it's water sucker. And she just walks past him. She's pissed. And Dracula's like telling them to straighten their act up. You need to be scary again. People aren't afraid of you. He yells at Frankenstein for tap dancing all the time and all sorts of stuff. He's like, if any of you got a problem with this, you'll be replaced. And the witch is like, whistles, hey, how soon can I be replaced? I quit. He's like, you can't quit. It can't be. And he, the whole the whole thing boils down to she started a rumor because she's tired of people making. Uh, she's tired of being second build to Dracula. And she's tired of people making ugly witch jokes. And it's not officially Halloween until she flies over the full moon on her broom. I know that's silly, but we're talking about a Halloween special made in the late seventies, starring a bunch of TV actors and in a what looks like pause makeup kits. And Dracula's not budging, and she ends up leaving. And so the next day, they decide to go convince her. And when I say, I say they decide to go convince her. They're going to hold her down. Dracula's going to hypnotize her and she's going to fly over to the moon. No problem, right? And this is when the scene of them walking and the mummy takes place. And it's, it's hilarious. I, I can't, you have to watch this to see this for yourself. Cause like they're seriously just like, okay, y'all, you guys walk and we'll, we'll, we'll film you for a second. And they're walking and they're clearly just walking. Like none of them are really in character except for the zombie. And then the mummy just falls over. Like, I think he just tripped. Like, they're in somebody's backyard, clearly. They're not even on a set at this point. <laughs> and they get up to the witch's house, which is clearly Dracula's thing, just repurposed. And they're talking about, okay, let's go in there. We'll grab her, and you hypnotize her. Okay, and they're going upstairs, and the mummy falls again. This time, I think it's a Pratt fall, because it's more of an Ophabooga fall. But it's hilarious anyway. And they come, and they get the witch, and she's like, ah! And they're, like, grabbing her to hypnotize her. He goes, you underestimate my power, and... The witch says, I never get this line anyway, but it's hilarious. He goes, you underestimated, wow, I just screwed up a common word. You underestimated my powers. And she goes, well, you underestimated my ancestors. This is like a 40-year-old TV special. I still don't understand this line of dialogue. But she goes like, like a witch and like does a poof of magic. And a Three Musketeers painting on her wall comes to life. And the Three Musketeers jump out. And the Wolfman goes, ah! And he just takes off and runs away. And Frankenstein and all the other mummies just run away. Like, they just run behind him. are like, oh, no! And they just run away. It's hilarious. I'm not doing this justice. This ratchet-ass Halloween production is hilarious as it is because it's so low-rent, but also genuinely funny. And then when he does that, it's just, he can't stop laughing. He just takes off running. Um, and Dracula and Igor are fighting these <laughs> three musketeers and the witch gets away and she makes them go away. And the other monsters come out like, is it safe now? Yes, you're safe. <laughs> and they go chase the witch down and they trap her in her room where she's locked herself in her bedroom. And they're trying to talk her to come out. And there's been, if there's a, moment where Dracula turns into a bat to slip under the door to try to talk some sense into her. And Igor goes, we all know you can turn into a really big bat. But what if you could turn into a teeny tiny bat and go under the door? He's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. So he spreads his cape and he goes, 
teeny tiny bat, teeny tiny bat, teeny tiny bat, teeny tiny bat. He goes, this little bitty bat. It's, it's literally a dollar store rubber bat. And it goes under the door and the witch is waiting. She starts hitting him with like her broom. <laughs> he gets out. He's like, I'm going to kick your ass, Igor. And then they have a few little adventures. And while they're trying to talk her into it, the little kids show up and they talk her into, please, Miss Witch, Halloween's our favorite holiday. And the little girl's dressed up as a witch. And she's just like, I'm your favorite. And that touches her. That just touches her spirit right there. And she, okay, kids, I'm going to fly over the moon. And Dracula's like, all right, so all your demands are safe. She goes, no, you're going to have to meet every demand. Earlier, she made some demands about all these things he had to share with her. And she goes, all right. She goes, and you'll take me disco dancing? What? And she's like, and he agrees to go disco dancing with her too. So she flies over the moon. You know, they're, they're clearly done spent their $10 budget of this movie. And it goes back to Dracula's castle where they're having a disco. And she shows up and turns into non-witch lady. I think it's actually just Marianne Hart with her makeup costume on. I have no clue what this lady looks like, outside from this movie. And Dracula's like, whoa! And he throws off his cape and he's got like a John Travolta outfit on and starts dancing with her. What makes this part other than just, it's silly that monsters are disco dancing. There's some weird monster playing a uh, disco organ jamming the f out just shaking his head around like yeah this is awesome like whoever's acting this scene out is rocking the f out he might be high but what makes it also the other monsters are dancing a moment of fail frankenstein's not tap dancing he's just disco dancing but the mummy the same one i told you about earlier you can't see where he's going he is getting the f down like he is he's twerking which is twerking did not exist back then He's just working his ass all over the place. Like, whoa! He he can't see the walk, but he he can feel the rhythm, you know? I think one of the funniest parts in this movie is earlier in the movie when they're all at Dracula's castle and the witch, like, runs away from him and they chase her down. They're like, you come here! And they do the Scooby-Doo standard trope of chase, the hall, chase down a hallway where everyone's coming in and out of doors and... And everyone all comes out of the door and like, where, where are they? They do that whole scene for a few minutes of people going through doors and Dracula jumps out in the hall. Aha. Where all you, where all you all at? He goes like, where all you all? And they all just come out. Hey, <laughs> this, this movie is so ridiculous and I love it to death. And it is October 7th. It is according to the clock over there. It's 10 a.m. As I'm recording this, it pro this probably won't go up till sometime tonight, maybe tomorrow. Whenever you hear this, you've got the rest of October. You've got all year to watch this. I, I watch Halloween specials all year long. I know you're probably not crazy like I am. So you're probably going to spend the rest of October enjoying Halloween. I implore you. I beg of you just for your own good and entertainment. Get on YouTube. If you've got a TV app like I do. Watch it on your TV or just watch it on your computer or whatever. Maybe in bed, looking at your phone. Google it. Google this thing up. It's called The Halloween That Almost Wasn't or The Night Dracula Saved the World. Either or. This, this movie is great. <laughs> it's, I, I'm thinking like, man, I wonder if it's like an old episode of Saved by the Bell where there's some, they clearly just kind of turned a set around and shot it from a different angle. It's that much budget going in here. It's, it's really low rent, but that, that's part of what makes it special. It's like, it's, it's just, it's almost like a home 
production. Like someone made this in their, like some, when I was in school, uh, a lot of times we'd have little class plays we'd put on and it, the teacher would get the camcorder from the library and we'd film it. And this is like a step up from that quality production. <laughs> but it's really funny anyway, outside of the just ratchetness of it. And the costumes really aren't that bad. You know, I'm joking that they're low rent. But they're not that bad. You know, they're like traditional Dracula, werewolf, Frankenstein, mummy, you know. They're Like I said, the Frankenstein looks great. Even though he's clearly, you know. They had to cheap out what they can, and it does look like a Halloween makeup kit used to put make them up. He looks great. Bella, I, I just said Bella Lugosi. Judd Hirsch looks almost just like Bella Lugosi. He's even got a great accent going on. Like, this is just a great little special. It's like my favorite of all time. One, because it's just pure classic Halloween. It is just, you look at that and you're like, Halloween. Second, it's hilarious. It is really funny. It's full of bad jokes that are honestly funny. You know, a lot of times puns are just not that good or bad jokes. You might chuckle a little and that's it. No, you're laughing. You are laughing your head off at this stupid show. But it's just, it's, and then the low budget of it is, is just, there's some, there's a charm in that. You know, sometimes, sometimes low rent can add quality to it. Like if you watch wrestling and you watch, you know, you can watch WWE or AEW, and they got this big budget production. And then you can find uh, somewhere on YouTube some small little company that's running shows out of a bingo hall, and they're making a little show on YouTube. That low budgetness adds a charm to it. You know, that's what I'm meaning. Like, it's not, it's not terrible. Low budget, like the castle looks like a castle. You know, everything looks like what's supposed to be. It's not like. Saved by the Bell, where they're getting in an elevator. That's clearly a piece of cardboard being slid between a door to be the elevator door. That's not going on. <laughs> but while I was talking about that, it made me think of another uh, Halloween memory, just out of low-budget costumes. When I was in college, uh, I've mentioned before I worked at an Office Max. I had a part-time job at Office Max when I was in college. Let me get another sip of this high C right quick. Hmm. That's wonderful. When I was in college, um, of course, I was broke. I went to a local, I always say community college, um, but it was a local city college. And uh, I was part-time because that's all I could afford to do. And I was paying my way through it. I had a, uh, here in Georgia, we have the Hope Scholarship. And I use that Hope Scholarship to pay for exactly the amount of classes I was taking any term, which is usually about two or three. And I'd use that to pay for them and then buy my books and all that with my uh, money I'd save up from my part-time job at Office Max. And half of the time I lived and I had a duplex I rented out with my best friend. But before that, uh, I lived at home with my parents still. <laughs> Well, one year, Halloween was on Saturday. Actually, no, Halloween was later that week. But the Saturday before, um, you know, the weekend before Halloween, if it's during a, on a weekday, there's always a ton of Halloween stuff going on. It's, it's not uncommon to see people out in costumes that weekend, you know. My stupid little job at Office Max, they let us wear costumes 
that weekend and up to Halloween there. Usually I didn't let's do that sort of thing and I ate it up. One, because it was fun. I love Halloween, as you guys know. But two, I was, what, 20? A chance to wear my regular clothes instead of, uh, you know, the khakis and smock was much welcome. So I remember I went to, uh, like, the Dollar Tree and got one of those Dollar Tree makeup kits. And I would just make my face up as a skeleton every day, like a skull. And I had, I'd either wear a Misfits t-shirt or one of those, like, cheesy skeleton t-shirts. And that flew. They were totally cool with that. That was my costume. They're like, I guess he's some sort of ghoul. And I'm like, no, I'm a dumb kid who figured a way around your system. Because, you know, I was going to wear a real costume when I went out for Halloween partying with my friends, you know. So it was like a Saturday. It was the Saturday before Halloween. And a stupid... I worked the morning hours. I got off work and I got in my car. I was driving home. And this is what I'm bringing up. This is just funny to me. My low rent costume had pretty much, the makeup had pretty much faded by this point. You know, it's very basic makeup. So I probably just looked like I had blacked out eyes. The white had unfaded or whatever. And I remember it's fall. So I put my hoodie on and left work and got in my car. I was driving home and I was driving through this neighborhood and this old woman was walking up the street. Like, I guess she's going for a walk. Now, all around her was like pumpkins and Halloween decorations, all that. And, you know, it's a middle-class suburb, you know, the weekend for Halloween. Kids, I could actually see people getting in their cars wearing costumes to go to various Halloween events, like parties or whatever. Like, literally, there were people in costumes everywhere. So here I come driving down the street. Granted, the lady couldn't see my skeleton t-shirt, but here I am wearing Halloween makeup that's obviously faded, and she was directly appalled. Like, she saw me clearly driving, stopped in her tracks, was looking like, what in the hell? And was staring at me with the meanest look I've ever seen an old woman. That's not true. I, I think I think there's always some old woman or old man giving people mean look no matter where I go. This can't be the meanest one I've ever seen, but she was appalled. She was taken aback by this young man wearing makeup driving down the road. <laughs> she, like, despite all these other people when stupid outfits running around, I, she probably couldn't see my skeleton t shirt. It probably wouldn't have mattered. She just saw the blacked out eyes and assumed I guess I was wearing mascara or something. Like the worst job ever. Clearly, I'm in a costume, you idiot. <laughs> and as I was driving away, because I didn't even just, you know, when people do that stuff, you just like whatever and keep going. I could see in my rearview mirror, she was watching me like, oh. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> That's that's anyone else have that like just the the moment on like say Halloween and you're out in your costume and someone is just like looking at you like you're the biggest idiot in the world and you're like you're the only person on the planet not enjoying yourself. I a couple of years ago, my wife and I we always make a big deal with Halloween. You know, I you've probably guessed that we exchange gifts, we uh, have Halloween dinner, we all sorts of stuff, our thousands of decorations and. Pumpkins we've carved are on our porch, and we, we'll open up the porch door so we can enjoy the, the the fall air as we're watching Halloween specials and scary stuff with the lights out and all the blow molds lit up and stuff. 
and we'll have like a Halloween dinner. Well, this year we were having barbecue. My wife makes wonderful barbecue in the crock pot. And it was a Saturday and I had woke up, you know, I got off work, woke up pretty early. I made a point to leave early the night before. So I wouldn't be a zombie all day. and could stay up all night with her, you know? And she was saying, we didn't get any barbecue sauce. It was Halloween day. And I was like, well, I'll go run out to the store and buy some right quick. And I'm wearing like one of those, you know, I don't, I don't, unless I have a reason to wear a costume, I don't wear one anymore. You know, as an adult, you know, I don't, you don't go trick or treating. I haven't been to a Halloween party in forever. Um, I spent several years doing, um, haunted houses at Halloween time. So I'd always have costumes I'd wear then, you know. But if I'm not doing anything, my general Halloween outfit for going out and doing stuff is a one of those Halloween t-shirts, like a pumpkin or dumb saying or whatever. And like maybe some like silly stuff on or whatever. Like we always go to a pumpkin patch right before Halloween and we'll be wearing our little Halloween t-shirts and all that. And I'll, you know, those little light up necklaces you can buy that cost a dollar. I mean, I got one of those rocking like I'm Mr. T or something, you know, showing it off. That's my bling. So I was just doing that. We were wearing this stuff around the house. I had a pair of basketball shorts on and a orange pumpkin t-shirt. And it was time I had to go run to the store to get some barbecue sauce. So I just put my hoodie on and left. And at the store, there were other people in like, you know, the same thing, you know, like they're either wearing their costumes or they're stopping by the store on their way out, getting a last minute plastic knife to go with their Jason outfit or some last minute candy, you know, some tombstone pizzas to eat while trick-or-treating the kids and watching you know garfield's halloween special that's another one of the greatest of all times isn't it that scene with the the ghost pirates coming in that cabin is still great but um doing their thing and there is the yard people <laughs> i waited to record this uh, if you hear the weed eater that's jason chasing susan blue i'm kidding that's the guy who never does the yard at the same time any week. He I, he knows what I'm recording, apparently. I'm, we'll look around for a camera later, see if he's watching me. Gross. So I went to Walmart to get barbecue sauce. And I think I got like a six-pack of a Halloween Blue Moon. These days, I don't like to drink a whole lot anymore. I bought like a, a six-pack of a Halloween UFO last month, and I still have a few cans of it. I just don't like I just don't like to drink that much anymore. But before I'd usually put away a six pack every weekend. Well, I got I think you know, I just got some stuff for Halloween night, you know, like some more chips or whatever, some more snacks. And there's people in their little Halloween costumes getting things. And there were some people in, like I said, the Halloween t shirt, the you know, this is my Halloween costume, or I'm here for the booze, or all these silly things and People got the Halloween hairspray, sprayed in their hair, the the green hair and all that, you know. When I was a teenager, I'd probably have blue hair any day of the week or whatever. But as, you know, some people are like, let me, I'm going to have bright pink hair for Halloween. So now it's appropriate. I don't know. Yeah, you just saw it. You know, people are dressed up for Halloween. You know, they had their little wild outfits on. And there's just some, I got my, my thing of Casey Masterpiece and my, six pack of beer and like a pack of tortillas or already had salsa, you know, and I'm just standing there in line, holding my little basket. And dude is just looking at me like, 
I am completely from outer space. And all I have on is an orange pumpkin shirt. Now you can barely see because I got my hoodie unzipped up over it. Like, <laughs> I'm in the most boringest looking dude here. And he is looking at me like, weirdo. <laughs> it's the best I can do for that that look he gave me. Like, he weirdo, he freak. <laughs> you know what else gets that? They just, like... Like, you ever been Christmas shopping and someone looks at you like you're, like, what are you doing? Like, gee, I don't know, being a member of the planet right now? <laughs> well, it's time I shut this one down. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening. Transform Squadron is the podcast of ZoneBase.org, which can be found at www, don't forget that, it's very important, ZoneBase.org. This podcast, Transform Squadron, which is a monthly show and the podcast of ZoneBase.org, can be found at TFRadio.net. And you can check that site out for all of our different shows and showtimes. And Brian Kilby would absolutely love it. He would absolutely love it if you checked out those Amazon links. I would appreciate it if you checked out ZoneBase.org, as well as check me out on Instagram, at RoboRobSpringer. You know, October's here. This is the last month of Halloween. I'm going nuts. Uh, I'm posting Halloween content on the site as well as my normal stuff. I'd like you guys to check it out. Uh, if Halloween's not your thing, it'll be over in a month. And I'll go back to occasional scary stuff with the robots and other stuff. <laughs> but thanks, everyone, for listening. And thanks, everyone, for reading my site. The show's been back for just over a year now. And... I should really appreciate everyone for uh for listening. So thanks everyone out there. Please uh check out not only my site and my social media, but also TF Radio and those Amazon links. And I'll be back next month with another episode.